Welcome to the Emmanuel Baptist Church E-Squared Podcast with your hosts, Pastor Mac and Pastor Drew, where we discuss all the topics you want to hear. Get ready. The show starts right now. All right, all right. We back, guys, with the E-Squared Podcast. Excited to be in the building once again um, with uh, Pastor Mac, Yo. and and we got a special guest yeah, man. in the building. Special guest. Whew. Yo, y'all don't understand what y'all about to get into right Damn. now. This, this, this is E squared to the 10th power. 10th power. This is not the second, the, the second power today. Um, this is, this is, uh, this is our, our local uh, podcast. We're bringing inspiration, mm-hmm. information, encouragement, uh, real conversations right. um, about cultural issues, social issues, biblical issues, anything you can think of. It's not off limits. We just feel that we're talking about it from you know a couple of guys in a different type of headspace. Mm. So no different than anybody else. Yeah, you know, barbershop talk. We just feel like we're in a different type of headspace. Yeah, um, it's only it's only but so far we're gonna go. We're not gonna All be right. degrading. Right. Um, <laughs> in any way, I don't think we are. Um, nah. But um, shout out to Triad Workspace for sponsoring um, our podcast, yep, Emmanuel yep. Baptist Church, for sponsoring our podcast, um, and um, having the opportunity to uh, just talk about some things. Um, that's really pressing. So we got special guests in the building. Um, he he just walked in and um, he brought us some pins here. You see the pins, um, guys. Yeah, this is. Uh, read, can you read your pen? I can't read upside down. Martin Luther King Social Action Committee. Yeah. Walking in excellence. Yeah. So, Absolutely. Uh, without further ado, um, our special guest is the Reverend Doctor George. Jackson of Citadel of Praise hey, hey. in the beautiful big city yes, sir. of Thomasville, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. He is in the building. Uh, y'all give him a round of applause. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, Dr. Jackson, just uh, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you um, to get the people warmed up to who you are. Um, I'm a um, resident of um, East Spencer, North Carolina, right outside of Salisbury. Mm-hmm. I've pastored uh, in Thomasville since um, 2000, I um, established Citadel of Faith Christian Fellowship in um, August of 2001. I um, established the Martin Luther King Social Action Committee in uh, Rock Hill, South Carolina in 1993. Oh, wow. But I've been doing King celebrations since uh, January of 1986. Mm-hmm. My initial King celebration was in Gastonia, North Carolina. And uh, we have uh, branches of the uh, Martin Luther King Social Action Committee uh, in Rock Hill, here in Thomasville, and in Philadelphia. Wow. I'll be going there in um, a few weeks to uh, initiate their their observance. That's awesome. So uh, it's my my passion. It's uh, something that's been part of my life for more than 30 years now. Mm -hmm. And... um, I hope that more people will see that we're losing our identity when we lose our um, reverence for um, icons like King. Mm. 
Right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. I really appreciate you uh, giving me an opportunity to uh, to discuss. Right. Yeah, yeah. So real real quick, just uh just for a little background, tell us uh where you was born, raised, um, and you know how this whole um, I you know idea or passion, you know, is that something that that formulated through childhood, um, or was there a defining moment, um, you know, in in your in your journey? Well, um. Being a child of the 60s, okay. um, born in um, the early 60s, my first hero was Martin Luther King Jr. Wow. And, uh, so it wasn't Wilt Chamberlain? No, no. Uh, <laughs> Wilt was be- Wilt before was that, wasn't he? Oh, Wilt was bad in the 60s. Okay, so that was Wilt's time period. Yeah, it was his time period. Got uh, you. Uh, Muhammad Ali uh, yeah. dominated the 60s. Right. Um, it's crazy the amount of iconic figures. Like we have our iconic figures now, but they don't compare. That's different. That's a different. They dominated the whole spectrum of that era. So my, my father was a, a preacher, pastor for sixty three years. Wow. So my first heroes were preachers, right? And Martin Luther King was my first hero. Mm. And um, from Martin Luther King's mind. My, uh, my love for James Brown, my love for uh, Cassius Clay Muhammad Ali, and uh, growing up in a segregated school, right. we were forced to uh, embrace our own heroes. What city? Salisbury. Oh, okay. Salisbury, Monroe Street School. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did not attend school with white children until third grade. Wow. And um, when you have that type of uh, pro-black background, mm-hmm. you gravitate towards these pro-black heroes. And um, in uh, first grade, they asked me to uh, um, play Dr. King Oh wow! in a, a play. Mm-hmm. About three months after that, he was assassinated. <sighs> and so he's, you know, has left an indelible mark on my life. Yeah. And, um, I made a, a, a vow to Dr. King uh, when I was in college that mm-hmm. if I ever had leadership uh, of uh, a group of people that I would observe uh, his birthday. Right. And um, in 86, when Ronald Reagan reluctant, in 83, when Ronald Reagan reluctantly signed the, doc- the declaration making the King holiday a national holiday, mm-hmm. it um, actually transpired. In January of '86, wow! And I was um, uh, program director at the Gaston Boys and Girls Club, and I had the opportunity to do my first King celebration. So, mm. Yeah, it's been a lifelong, lifelong. That's, good. That's good stuff. It's interesting you talk about um, coming from a pro-black uh, household or just community in general. Um, I think the difference then and now. You guys didn't have a choice but to be pro-black, um, whereas now, I believe pro-black has become more trendy. Right. So people are 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 woke mm-hmm. um, because it's a cool shirt. Buzzword. It's a buzzword. You can tweet it or put it on Instagram and get a hundred likes. Mm-hmm. But there's it has to be a, a different experience for someone that grew up in that type of environment environment, particularly in Salisbury, 
uh, with how strong racism was absolutely in that time period. I lived uh, on West Hoorah Street, mm-hmm. about three blocks from Livingstone College. Mm. So between my house and Livingstone is Monroe Street School. Yeah. And all the leaders that I knew of as a child were strong black men and women, mm-hmm. educators. Um, prior to uh, forced uh, uh, desegregation with uh, Swan versus Mecklenburg in 1971, mm. we were su- we were s- somewhat self sufficient. Had our own gas station, our own grocery the grocery store, yeah, uh, neighborhood groups, our own schools. Uh, segregation was a, a a terrible evil of society, but it forced us take care of ourselves and take care of one another. Mm-hmm. There's some uh, who feel strongly that integration uh, uh, decimated the African-American community. Wow. Yeah. Really? I might be one of those. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Drew, Drew brought up a good, he made a good statement. You being a veteran in this, you know, this civil rights Game. He's an OG, OG. y'all. He's an OG. Like, we got an OG in there. <laughs> I mean, for real. And, and no, I mean, like literally from the first, I think I met you, you know, with you being involved in in just social justice, man. Mm-hmm. And so, with you being a veteran, what what do you think about it now? And these 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 new guys that's coming to the forefront who have gotten. Um, notoriety, platforms, prestige, mm-hmm. off of I guess using this whole idea that I'm I'm pro black yeah. to build their personal brand because let's be honest, some of these people are building their personal brand true off of the suffering, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. off of the work that Dr. King and Muhammad Ali and Malcolm X. I mean, mm-hmm. we got to throw all these guys out here. Absolutely. That they that the, the treads they put in the ground, you're now you're now capitalizing off of it to 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 build your brand. What what do you think about us youngsters who now jumping on this? You know, fight the power. Well, I'm um, I'm excited that there is a legacy continuing. I'm excited that the mantle is being passed. I'm somewhat discouraged because they've taken our anger mm. and, and, and warped it and, and, and molded it into a, a for-profit right. scheme. Yeah. Mm. See, I'm, I'm genuinely angry. Right. <laughs> I've been an uh, angry black man for a long time. <laughs> I need that shirt. You know, I'm genuinely, I'm genuinely yeah. pissed off. Yeah, I, I'm, if you're black in America and you're over 40 and you're not pissed off, Something's Some, wrong. Something's wrong. With yeah. You. Something is something's wrong. Something's wrong with you. Yeah. And 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 being pro-black doesn't mean that you have to be um, exclusive and uh, that you don't include other cultures in the struggle. It's just that you understand that our struggle is prominent, it's predominant, it's continuous, it's four hundred years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has its roots deeply embedded in the American cultural dynamic. Mm-hmm. And 
it's how we are going to be able to continue Dr. King's legacy. If you're not angry about what our people have gone through, King may not mean that much to you. Right. Yeah. I went to uh, college with uh, Bishop Dr. William Barber. Mm. Uh, uh, he he beat me out for student government president. Really? Central. Wow. Uh, he's a hard fellow to beat. <laughs> uh, Shout out to the Eagles. We yeah. Are, we, we're friends, and uh, we compare notes. And though he does what he does on a, on a national scale, um, I see uh, William or Billy Barber as someone who's genuinely committed to taking the anger and doing something positive with it. Mm-hmm. Right. If you're going to be angry, be angry with a purpose. That's right. Yeah. That's good. Don't be angry just for the hell of being angry. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Don't right, solve right. anything. Right. Yeah. sell some t-shirts. Oh, it will. Right. It, it will. It'll get you a couple of interviews. Mm-hmm. Right. But will it get you in the trenches to save your people? And that's what I think is uh, important to this conversation, specifically from uh, the Christian perspective, because a lot of times in the millennial uh, generation, uh, a, a big argument against the faith as it stands today is that um, black church is anti-intellectual. Mm-hmm. Um, black church is uh, not engaged in the issues that they see in the community. Um, and so as a result of that, folks are drifting away from the church and um, they're using that as fuel to attack and one of the things in my just reading of Dr. King that was always interesting to me was that with some of the history, way that the history is presented, you would almost not even realize that Dr. King was a preacher right. and mm-hmm. was a Christian, a staunch right. Bible-believing, Jesus died and rose on the third day. And Christian. could say it. Yeah. Could say it. Absolutely. Could preach it. <laughs> could say it. Dr. Absolutely. Clothes. So that I think it's important to be able to engage in these types of conversations right. from the pulpit and not even just in our churches. Like this is our the our altar right now. Right. And mm-hmm. and people on the airwaves are seeing or hearing, like, yo, I'm a part of my gospel is addressing the poverty that's happening in your hometown. Right. Or the racism that's being perpetrated against you at your workplace. Mm -hmm. I don't think people are hearing that enough from preachers. Thank you for listening to E-Squared with Pastor Mac and Pastor Drew. Follow Emmanuel on Instagram at EBC of Teville or visit our website, emmanuelnc.net.